This is Teachable Moments with April podcast, and you guessed it, I'm your host, April. If you're a returning listener and a part of the Teachable Moments with April podcast family, welcome back. For those who are checking me out for the first time, well, hello and welcome. To everyone listening, be encouraged and look for the Teachable Moments that are all around us. Enjoy. the possibilities of tomorrow starts today for our homes, our farms, our schools, and our businesses. That's why your Touchstone Energy Cooperative continually plans for the future by utilizing and sourcing safe, reliable power for the next generation. It's why we've created a balanced energy mix that includes wind, hydro and solar and why we continue exploring new energy sources is the reason we are investing in critical infrastructure to keep bringing power to the prairie and building a more resilient power grid all while keeping rates affordable because the energy we put in today will power the possibilities tomorrow touchstone energy cooperatives powering possibilities episode contains pre-recorded content. Today's content is from Christianity.com and it was published August 11, 2023 by Mike Leake. Should we reconsider how we share the gospel with Generation Z? We need to know how to share the unchanging gospel message in a language that Gen Z can understand in a way that is good news for the questions this generation is asking. So in this particular article, um, it goes on to uh, give some illustrations and pictures, but I'm going to read a sub-question, if that's even a, a, a category, and it said, should we change how we share the gospel? Know carefully the question, the article goes on to say, we cannot. We must not attempt to change the content of the gospel message. The good news itself does not change. We are ambassadors of this good news. To be faithful, we must share the message of our King. However, that doesn't mean that we do not need to contextualize or figure out how to share the message in a way that it is in the language of the receptors, okay, or the audience we want to uh, reach. We should attempt to share the message in a way that only that the only stumbling block is the content of the message itself. And then he says, allow me another illustration. Imagine meeting me on the street and I passionately ask you this question. Do you believe Sting is going to join the New World Order? Now, pending your knowledge of uh, 1990s WCW wrestling, you're likely going to be confused. You may think that I'm talking about the lead singer of the police, or you might be entirely lost altogether. 
How engaged would you be if I continued to tell you all of the reasons why I believe Sting was, in fact, still loyal to WCW and not going to join the NWO? You'd be understandably lost, right? In this instance, you've stumbled over my insistence on talking about 90s wrestling and using jargon without explaining it. I mean, it's true that if you're going to be a fan of late 90s wrestling, you need to know about Sting and the organization NWO, but it's foolish of me to assume that we can begin there. I need to change the way I ask my question. And if I really want to maximize the opportunity for engagement, it's helpful to ask this in a way that answers questions that you actually are asking. The same is true with sharing the gospel with someone from Generation Z or Gen Z. We need to know how to share the unchanging message of the gospel in a language that they can understand in a way that is good news for the questions that they actually are asking. Thankfully, the Holy Spirit knows them and us better than we will ever know them or even ourselves. He is able to speak in their heart language, but we'll be more privy to his work if we take the time to understand those who are receiving this good news. So the next question is, who is Gen Z? Now, Generation Z, sometimes called or known as Zoomers, are those born between the mid-late okay 1990s and the early two uh 2010s for simplicity let's say that it's anyone born between 1997 and 2012. they are the first generation to have grown up entirely online they are digital natives as pew research says the iphone launched in 2007 when the oldest gen zers were 10. by the time they were in their teens the primary means by which young americans connected with the web was through mobile devices wi-fi and high bandwidth cellular service social media and constant connectivity and on-demand entertainment and communication are innovation millennials adapted to as they came of age. For those born after 1996, these are largely assumed. So it's important to note that it's important we teach, excuse me, treat each person as an individual. One of the things that we'll find with Gen Z is that they want to share their own stories. Even if they have a more fluid definition of identity than previous generations. It's foolish to pigeonhole someone and assume that we know their heart simply because we know a few broad characteristics about their generation as a whole. Yet it can be helpful to know a few characteristics and unique challenges for this particular generation, Gen Z. So the next question we look at is what are their unique characteristics? Now there's a plethora of information out there about Gen Z. There are plenty of stereotypes and plenty of studies being done attempting to understand the things which this particular generation has in common. And I'll try to sum it up this way. 
They are digital natives immersed in digital technology. As such, they are going to have a shorter attention span and ability to form deeper connections online, but also a thirst for face-to-face interaction. They're swimming in a world of memes, deep fakes, and constant change. This helps them to be highly adaptive and fluid, but also creates a feeling of groundlessness. This is why many studies show them to be the most anxious generation, but they are also more aware of mental health than any previous generation. This generation is also the most diverse and inclusive of any generation. As an example, about 6 in 10 Gen Zers, 59%, say forms of online profiles should include additional gender options. They are also passionate about things like social justice and climate change, and will often use digital tools to turn their passions into opportunities for others. They also have an incredible entrepreneurial spirit. They are inclined to explore freelancing, side gigs, and creative ventures, often leveraging digital tools to turn their passions into, as we said, opportunities. They also can be incredibly pragmatic. Having grown up in a time of economic insecurity and technological disruption, they tend to prefer that which will give them stability, and they are pragmatic in their approach to education and careers. Now, this moves us on to the next question. What are their unique challenges? There are some unique challenges which this generation faces and some of which we, have, we haven't even experienced the full impact of. What will be the result of a generation that grew up with their parents having faces buried in a cell phone? How will a generation be impacted when a global pandemic halted the actual entire world during its formative years? There are also unique challenges to the gospel. However, it's helpful to remember that regeneration is impossible with any generation. Each generation has its own set of barriers, I'm sorry, and the spirit is able to overcome each of those. But there are a few specific challenges that might present themselves with Generation Z. Their digital noise and a short attention span make it difficult to even gain attention. Next, being constantly bombarded with information makes it difficult to show the exclusivity of Christ. Next, there is a good chance they have little to zero church background, okay? Next, if they do not, if they do have a perception of the church, it's most likely, unfortunately, negative. Um, Prevalent um, secularism and materialism make questions of the afterlife seem foolish to them. So, an even bigger question, how should we change how we share the gospel with Gen Z, which is what brought us to this particular um, this particular article, right? If we consider the characteristics as well as the hurdles of this generation, we can begin to think through ways in which we might be able to share the gospel message to help our receptors hear the good news in their own language. First, because they 
likely have very little church background, we cannot assume religious language or even a familiarity with religious concepts. Do you know Jesus died so that you can spend eternity in heaven is good news, but it's not going to be received as good news by Generation Z because they likely don't have a proper framework for these concepts. In an insightful article, uh, Josh Chen mentions three prevalent worldviews and how Jesus provides a solution. He lists them as follows, okay? Number one, guilt and innocence. Jesus Christ paid the penalty for for my sin, allowing me access to heaven. Number two, shame and honor. Jesus Christ freed me from my shame and allows me to be who I was created to be. Number three, fear and power. Jesus Christ defeated the principalities of this world, freeing us from demonic oppression. Now, Chen notes that we're moving out of the first worldview and into the second worldview. Generation Z is filled with anxiety and likely some shame. As we move into an honor-shame culture, we'll need to think about how to share the gospel in these terms instead of the guilt-innocence framework that we are more familiar with. All of these are part of the good news. The Bible speaks of each of these frameworks. We do well to learn which conversation we need to have so that the good news is heard as good news. This generation is hungry for good news. They're hungry for a captivating story. They're longing for meaningful connections. So in previous generations, we were almost oversaturated with Bible knowledge. They've heard all the Bible stories and they've had their own church experience. But they're done. They've already done that. Many with Generation Z cannot say that. So there is a curiosity there. The lack of biblical knowledge can actually be a bridge to the gospel. But we must treat the Bible and the good news as the story it is. The most compelling and real story in the history of stories and not like a refrigerator manual. It's not basic instructions before leaving earth. It's the story that explains all other stories. It's what we provide integrity to the fluidity of their world. Now, they are also incredibly inquisitive, but they aren't likely to ask an adult, much less a religious leader. For an answer to their question, they're going to most likely go to search YouTube. Why not face this reality and labor to produce quality, Christian content that answers the questions this generation is asking. We should think about how to effectively share the gospel digitally. Makes sense, right? The next generation. Now, personally, I'm incredibly excited about the gospel proclamation for this generation. Just as with every generation, there are difficulties, but also positives to sharing Jesus. While their lack of Bible knowledge is discouraging in a way, it's also incredibly exciting. It's like starting over again and seeing wonder when they hear some of these stories for the very first time. It's amazing to think about how we can meet 
broken and hurting people who are overcome with anxiety and overwhelmed about the groundlessness of our world and share with them the hope of Jesus Christ. He is the answer to our, our anxiety. The field is ripe for harvest. We will learn how to speak the good news in their language. And most importantly, here's another um, alternate to that particular question. Will we learn how to speak the good news in their language? Every day, the resort and spa falls into sync, coming together around the serving of an ancient refreshment. For 30 years, a local elixir called Jammu has offered guests the taste of her primordial temple. Surrounded by sacred bandai trees and fresh lagoon pools and pristine beaches, it's a resort that is built around a natural, ancestral rhythm. At the resort and spa, time is guided by nature and refreshment. Concocted and carefully curated by Lilic, a third-generation practitioner, a drink is served, a drink that is simultaneously an elixir, an heirloom, and an instrument. Drawing from the natural environment that cascades through Bali, this drink's ingredients reflect a vast biodiversity across jungle and beach. Now, Lily combines warming clothes and mint along with lime and star anise. Each ingredient is patiently ground with mortar and pestle into a paste, mixed into orange juice and local honey, strained and served as a fragrant brew called Jammu. Her designs influence every drink prepared at the resort. For the last 30 years, at dusk and at dawn, Jammu has been served at the resort and spa, each serving allowing Indonesian family wellness traditions to be shared and preserved, providing an occasion to restore and reset. When this drink is sipped, mm, it offers guests a beat. A beat that aligns with Bali's natural rhythm and ancestral history, welcoming them to step into the island's routine and rhythm, a beat that just may bring a new kind of harmony to their lives. Today's content is from Christianity.com. Five Ways to Reach Gen Z, the Generation Made for the Storm by Dr. William M. Wilson, Oral Roberts University President, and it was published May 31st, 2023. Now it open up, opens up this particular article with um, some content at the uh, underneath the title. It says, I see this profound group created differently readied by God to embrace the storms of life with courage and wisdom. So how can we effectively reach this generation for the sake of the kingdom? Generation Z, those who were born between 1995 and 2012, has been ordained to live and lead in unprecedented times. Now, rarely in history has any one generation endured so many sociological 
physical, emotional, and spiritual storms throughout their lifetime, experiencing advancing terrorism, natural disasters, health crises, and magnified levels of isolation and just sheer loneliness. To add to the chaos, they are also faced with issues of economic hardship, racial division, abuse, identity confusion, and numerous other adversarial roadblocks. Now, yet I see this profound group uh, created differently and ready by God to embrace the storms of life with courage and wisdom. Now, that statement that he said earlier at the beginning, um, he reiterates this now, and I just repeated it. Um, I find it to be very profound that he's saying that, that this group, Gen Z, was created differently, but he felt that it's ready by God to embrace the storms of life and with courage and wisdom, do not give up on them. It's what I took from it. Don't give up on anyone because through all things, God is possible through God. It's not impossible for him. For humans, yes. For us, uh, for him, no. So he goes on to say, we are unquestionably called to help them in their journey in any way we can, rather than hindering them along the way. So how can we effectively reach this generation for the sake of the kingdom? So then the next uh, thing we are going to look at is establish identity. So we turn our attention to Jeremiah uh, chapter 1 verses 4 and 5. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. So it goes on to say, Our purpose flows from our identity. Therefore, if we fail to understand our identity in Christ, we will inevitably fail to know our purpose. Makes sense, right? Many people associate our cultural identity crisis with Gen Z. Yet I would pose another perspective. Rather than blaming the young generation for a cultural-wide crisis of identity, there may be multiple generations and generations in crisis, each revolving around our own selfish issues. Meanwhile, blaming other age groups for these problems and disconnections. In turn, I ask this, how can we help Gen Z when it comes to their identity crisis? The key to understanding identity is knowing Jesus. It is our responsibility to show Gen Z the real Jesus so that we will that they will phantom their identity in him. Just as our creator knew each of us in the womb, as mentioned in the scripture I just read, Jeremiah, he also knew and still knows each of them intimately. Through taking the time to listen to Gen Z, investing in their passions, their struggles, and their dreams, and by sharing our own testimonies of identity, we have the divine opportunity to know these profound individuals, speaking life into them and affirming what God has called them to do. Now, Jesus adores them and cares for them and wants the very best for them. 
So the next thing we're going to look at is empower dreams. We look at the book of Acts 2.17. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy, and your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. So I'm, I'm going to assume everybody's familiar. It's a pretty popular um, Bible scripture. So as believers, beyond sharing an identity in Christ, we also share a general purpose to abide in the presence of the Father and to be conformed to the image of Jesus, to love others and to, to live surrendered to the Holy Spirit and our great commission calling. When we begin to truly phantom the Father's love, we can begin to dream His dreams for us. Now, verbalizing purpose, callings, goals, and dreams is a very moving, action-oriented step. We must be very bold in doing this for ourselves and for others. Exhorting Gen Z is more influential than we often realize. In fact, we might very well be the first to ever acknowledge these special gifts and callings from within them. Therefore, let us be audacious enough to encourage them by recognizing their calling and progressing the purpose in their lives that will ultimately produce lasting fruit and transformation within the world surrounding them. So next we look at encourage endurance. We look to the book of 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Now when God gives us a vision and a purpose, the road of fulfillment to fulfillment is oftentimes a difficult one. Specifically in the context of following Jesus, we are called to more more integrity, more holiness, more grace, and more love. In order to fulfill our purpose, we must first determine that we will do what is required to experience its fulfillment. Christ helps us in this through his immense grace and sovereignty. Just as Paul encouraged the Galatians when he wrote, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. We must also uh, commiserately encourage Gen Z. We can, we can urge them to continue fighting the good fight, turning from fleeting moments of satisfaction and false security in the things of this world while simultaneously embracing the things of light and goodness that God has waiting for them along their ministry journey. Now, let's look to this concept, impart wisdom. We look at the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or the ruler of the rulers of this age. We are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God which God decreed before the ages for our glory. Now, wisdom produces clarity in decision-making. When we take the time to ask for wisdom from well-rounded mentors, our perspective is oftentimes refreshed and further developed. 
learning from someone who has already experienced many of the ups and downs of life from a godly lens is just simply invaluable. Like that of Paul, our insight, courage, and authority can help those members of Gen Z who are hungry for heavenly wisdom and understanding. Chaos demands clarity. Given all the chaos that Gen Z has experienced throughout the course of their lives, they absolutely need knowledge of truth. Okay. And a certain type of wisdom that only comes from experience. From those of us, those of us who are grounded in the word of God, we must be gracious leaders for them, setting examples, boldly sharing holy wisdom, and showing them the way to heavenly access. Next, we look at the concept of instill courage and confidence. We're going to look at John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have much tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. Now, oftentimes when we experience courage, it isn't because we weren't initially fearful. In fact, some of the most profound memories in our lives may be those of overcoming adversity when we were quite terrified from a human standpoint. Rather, it was likely that when we had placed our confidence in Jesus, we became brave, boldly moving forward in the spirit. For Generation Z or Gen Z, there is a deep call for courage in the middle of the storm they are now facing. The Lord has prepared this generation for something specific, beautiful, and big. While we cannot fight this fight for them, we can build them up to know that their courage and confidence are rooted in Christ. Okay? I'm going to read something here. But as for you, teach what records with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so train the young women to love their husbands and children and to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may remain not be reviled. Likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. Show yourselves in all respects to be a model of good works and in your teaching show integrity, dignity, and sound speech that cannot be condemned. And this is from Titus uh, chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. <laughs> Got a little tongue tied there. Okay, so then the article goes on to say, God's purposes for this generation are unique. I believe that God has a great destiny for them. The Generation Z could be the generation that fulfills the mandate of Jesus to take the gospel to everyone on earth. Those of us in the generations ahead of them who are leaders in the kingdom of God must be intentional about nurturing the unique gifts and callings of Generation Z and the generations to come. I really like this particular article. I like all the articles that I see on Christianity.com. Well, I like a lot of them, and it's affiliated with Crosswalk.com, Crosswalk.com plus.com but this one in particular 
I really, really like. So I'm going to share some information um, about um, the person that wrote this particular article, um, which is Dr. William, William M. Wilson, um, at the bottom of this particular article. And of course, you are more than welcome to look on your own to go to Christianity.com and look up the title of this particular article or him. So it says, um, he is the fourth president of the globally recognized Oral Roberts University, which is located in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Dr. Wilson is instrumental in developing spirit-empowered leaders through whole person education to impact the world. He is known as a global influencer and a dynamic speaker. I believe it with four decades of executive leadership experience. And it says his book, hmm, Generation Z, Born for the Storm is available on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, and other retailers. Wilson also serves as global co-chair of Empowered 21, which is an initiative that unites ministry leaders, scholars, and next generation voices from the Spirit Empowered movement. It says that Empowered 21 will be hosting all Amsterdam 2023 conference this summer. Okay, and then they um, have a link that says more information can be found at empowered21.com. I I really, really, really like this um, particular article, and I hope that you did too. You were just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcasts. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on the other social media platforms of ours, which is TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Also, we'd like to invite you to check out our official podcast landing page on podpage.com slash teachable moments with April to see all our content in one place and leave personal messages, feedback, and more.